dispute this with Sergio, and all were happy to pay only one euro for coffee. Back in his office, he found a sealed manila envelope on his desk. The signature of his colleague, Claudia Grifoni, scrawled across the flap. He opened it and pulled from it six plastic folders containing the latest reports from those officers who were permitted to hire and pay informers. Brunetti knew that other officers had informal, sometimes not very licit, relationships with criminals, and would pay their contacts with favours or cigarettes, or, he feared, confiscated drugs should any be kept back when they fell into the hands of the police. The six officers, five men and one woman, whose reports he read every two months, however, passed to their contacts money from the Ministry of the Interior, receipts for which were clipped to their reports— every euro carefully recorded, though there was no way the sums on them could be verified. Consider the first, a receipt from a restaurant for 63 euros 40, at the bottom of which was carefully penned in 6 euros 40, tip. 70 euros was what it cost to learn, according to what was written in the report, that Afghan refugees were being carried into the country on trucks coming from Greece, information that could be picked up for free on any street corner in Mestre, or, for that matter, read at least once a week in the pages of Il Gazzettino. The same officer reported that he had been told by a friend who owned a tobacco kiosk in Mogliano that a client, whose name was given, had offered to sell him some jewellery. The only condition of purchase was that he not reveal the source. This had cost twenty euros. The other officers had little better to offer, though few of them had spent more than fifty euros. Brunetti was left uncomfortable at the thought that betrayal could be had for so little. He went downstairs and into Signorina Elettra's tiny office. He found her with both hands raised and motionless over the keyboard of her computer, a pianist about to begin the final movement of a sonata. The pause, as she decided the precise attack, extended as he watched. She read whatever was written on the screen, then her eyes moved up to study his face, with no sign that she recognised him. Finally she lowered her hands, sat back, and folded her arms across her chest. He approached her desk. "'Problems?' he asked, when she continued to ignore him. She looked up, but did not smile. Her right hand rose for a moment to place a contemplative forefinger on her lips, then returned to the keys and tapped at a few of them. She waited— tapped in further information, then sat back and studied the screen. She remained motionless for so long that Brunetti was forced to escalate and asked, "'Is it serious?' She regarded the computer screen with unwonted wariness, as though it had just given a menacing growl. Then she propped her elbows on the desk and lowered her chin into her hands. Finally she answered him, "'Perhaps.' "'Which means what?' I read the vice-questore's email this morning and found one with an attachment. The name of the sender was familiar, but the address was new, so I didn't open the attachment. She stopped here. Since Brunetti had no idea what any of this could mean, he limited himself to saying, Strange, which is what he thought she wanted him to say. Indeed. What did you do instead? What anyone would, she said, leaving him wondering. After a pause, she added, I marked it and the attachment as red, hoping that would be the end of it. She looked at Brunetti as if to test how much she understood, and his expression must have displayed at least part of the truth, for she added, That's how they can hack into your system, if you open an attachment.
Where did it come from? Brunetti asked. I've traced it back to an address in the Ministry of the Interior, she said. Her answer left Brunetti without words. For heaven's sake, they worked for the Ministry of the Interior. Why should the sender need to get into their system, which was the Ministry's own system, where there was an internal record of every email or SMS they sent or received? Signorina Aletra lapsed again into contemplation of her computer screen, and Brunetti lapsed into the contemplation of possibilities. That there would be official surveillance of their correspondence and phone conversations didn't surprise him in the least. He had come to believe that everybody was listened to by at least one uninvited person. Perhaps the fact that so many people were busy spying rather than working explained why it was so much more difficult today to get anything done. Brunetti was conscious of the unseen listener when he spoke on the phone and the unseen...